0: Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it.
1: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week, we are coming to you with something its kind of a blast from the past, but also something that's brand new. We're going to do... Cucurus Doan's Magical Island Adventures With us this week Scotty P
0: What do you call it when you take a shit In a Baptist church I don't know A brown southern cross
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to ask how this was magical But okay that's fine That was magical Scotty
0: you know, we should maybe change your intro, Spiel Lane. It's not been every other week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs>
0: it hasn't even been every other month.
1: Yeah, we've had like it's what a while gap hey, or something we're, like we're that. We're entitled to breaks too. Uh, you know, our uh our sponsors told us to take a little break. We 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 uh we earned it.
2: Yeah, that's that's what happened.
0: Listen, free podcast, you have to just assume that at some point there's gonna be a longer Gap than you expect because of both real Life and just you know burnout man I do like two shows and It's sometimes I'm like oof, oof. It's a little too yeah. much On top of being an adult
1: Yeah I mean we were just talking about you know Playing through 100 hour video games and How are we supposed to play through 100 hour video Games watch a lot of Gundam Watch the other stuff that we watch I... read The books that we read Have families and I haven't played a 100 hour video
2: game since I was in, since I was like 24. It's been, it's probably been 10 years since i played a
1: 100 hour video game. I think the lot. Well, I mean, I thought you beat one of the uh, Xenoblades.
2: Beat? No. No. I played one of the Xenoblades. Okay, that's fair. And did not get that far.
1: Yeah, I beat one of the Xenoblades and I beat Witcher. So I, I think those are pretty close to 100 hour games. So,
2: which, so it's the first Xenoblade, you know, the thing that you get, the character that you get in the tree village? Is that, does that ring a bell? That's where I yeah. got
0: Ricky, Ricky.
2: yeah. That's what, that's as far as I got. I got Riki and then like went to the next place and then stopped playing.
0: You were pretty far along.
2: Yeah, because I don't I mean think I got I've good hours. That. I definitely wasn't a hundred hours. I didn't get a hundred hours. I was thirty maybe. That's yeah, pretty, I think it's pretty good progress
0: much. for thirty hours. It really is. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. well since since Kukuru's Dones Island came out it last July, I've only played the New Xenoblade and like four Trails <laughs> games, and uh, unlike these other two guys, I don't have kids, so that's oh, why yeah. i have the time for that um but i have to say we got i'm speaking for me and, and lane here we we got these blu-rays like a week after the movie came out yeah in japan last summer and watched it we're like all right let's 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 do the podcast for it." We'll let, you know luke can borrow yours and then it was like well wait let, you know maybe let's just finish up double zeta and then anyway and we, did. we did yeah yeah, we, we we got here. It took longer than expected. But, you know, the, the crazy thing is this is still not officially available in the America anywhere.
1: Yeah, I, there was a lot of speculation that it was going to get released on Netflix um, just because of I mean, what they had that done that'll with like, Hathaway. What's that? That'll be 2025, though, before that happens. I'm, I mean, I'm not convinced they're going to release it on Netflix at this point. I mean, because Hathaway came out pretty quick on, on Netflix. Comparatively, Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, like a month after Japan mm-hmm. and the the part that surprised me here is that this is basically the origin seven. Right. They did those six origin episodes that, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, they all came out and and those were when those were released on Blu-ray, not in in the theaters, but the Blu-ray release, which was not coincidental like this one, uh, I imported, well, the first four because they actually had, I mean, it was, you know, all the extras and stuff, but it was subtitled and dubbed like right there on the Blu-ray. I waited for the second two because those first four were very expensive. And then I got bit because they came out later, like way monstrously cheaper in Mm -hmm. one disc instead of four pizza boxes. But you know, I, I still have all the cool extra stuff. So I was almost expecting that this would be very similar, but uh, not really. It, it has not followed that same pattern. But I guess just to start, um, you know, the first thing before we even get into like the plot of the movie, this is in the origin universe, if you will, like the origin version of the Mobile yeah. Suit Gundam timeline. Um, so this is happening after um, Jabro. And before right. Odessa, and if you're going, right that's, that's not the mobile suit Gundam timeline. It's not, it's the origin right. timeline. So that's why they can be headed to Odessa and have Slegger on the crew, for instance. Yeah. So, um, differences there, they didn't brand it well, as the so, origin because apparently, uh,
2: they make a point of being told they have to go to Glasgow as well. Right. During that part. I don't remember if that came up in the timeline originally, if like we knew about that
0: in the original series. I think it was just a quick stopover, you know, yeah, for yeah. for Lane's favorite arc with Miharu. Um, <laughs> but uh, they didn't brand this the origin because apparently they said, you know, for our audience for this movie, they'll see Yaza's artwork and they'll just know. Like we don't have to make the title even longer.
1: This this also felt more like a uh, a sayonara to like the original cast.
0: To me, it feels like, listen, uh, we know you want us to do the entirety of the origin the way we did the couple of volume interlude that took six OVAs, but we're not.
1: But we'll at least do this for you. That
2: Tomino hated. I was thinking as I was watching this that they like, it was so nice, and we'll talk about this later, it was so nice seeing, you know, original... Gundams and original characters and stuff like that with modern animation, just like the, you know, just like origin, right. It was so nice seeing that. And it made me think like, they just keep dancing around the series. Like all the things that they've done to dance around the series, they could have made it, but it they, the fact that they're not means they're not,
1: you know? Yeah. We're just going to get the Netflix movie, which, which is going to be the recreation.
2: Okay. I would accept them. If they remade the, like did like the movie arc, Right? and and didn't like that I can live with that I mean give us the
0: unhinged ahead. Tomino draft version oh god or even just the novel
2: yeah the direct uh, a direct copy of the novel
0: that's pretty unhinged comparatively well the end of it the you know it's it's very different otherwise It, it, doesn't, I mean, it I think, doesn't, I think the uh,
1: novel today would actually comparatively be more popular just because of how how gritty it is um it would feel like a lot more modern with you know like Amro banging Sela on the regular
0: then getting blown up yeah mm-hmm. well anyway i guess we should get to uh dones island
1: yeah um so to start uh, so the it opens to a battle on the island between uh, some random GMs and a Zaku, um, and the Zaku proceeds to just wreck the GM as it explodes in the fancy fashion. This is where we get to see the first animation. Everything's like nice and crisp and uh, pseudo three G animated. Um, it's not like over the top like Beast Wars type animation.
2: <laughs> I-, I noticed in the very first fight it had that kind of like CG animation look to it and I thought it was going to bother me, but it, that was the only time it was that very first fight that I noticed it. And then I didn't notice it the rest of the entire thing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's consistent with the other origin stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for the what's slightly for the higher quality like, with the exception
2: of like maybe a couple frames in that first fight, I thought it all looked great.
0: Yeah, and I really love what they did here with lumpy Zaku, you know, cause we did the podcast about just this episode Yeah, and the lumpy Zaku is infamous. So, here they didn't purposely make it look bad, but they made it look like you from the first shot of it, you can tell this is a Zaku that has been through some stuff and is being held together with like hopes and dreams and duct tape. <laughs> I think
2: yeah. my, I think like, so the armor's like peeled off in a bunch of places and like ripped up and shredded. And I think it looks like parts have maybe been replaced. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I think that's the implication is that he's been just like replacing it with leftover parts as he's found them.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think later in the movie we see kind of like the wreckage around the, the, the Island. So it's very, very possible that he's just cannibalized stuff over time. Um, Yeah. So the second GM fires while retreating um, from from the Zaku, and uh then it just kind of shows up behind him and kills him. Um I hear some kids in the background kind of yelling, yay, don't don't won. Um, of course he did. The movie's named after him, he's gonna win. Um, and then we see the supply ch- the supply plane, the gun parry that carried those GMs to the island uh explode as we get a very pretty shot of the Zaku where we can see like all the battle damage, uh, all that stuff on it. Um, we shift over to a city a, name. It was a model kid shot. Yeah. <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure they have uh, the battle damage Zaku like uh, add-on stuff you can get from like premium Bandai or something like that.
2: Well, now they need a Doan's, uh, Doan custom. Do Do
0: weird, weird, I think so. Weirdly, almost all, every kit for this is P-Bandai. Yeah, I mean that's not too weird now. Yeah. Well, you, I mean you think at least maybe one or two, but I, maybe that just says something to the presumed mass market appeal, which is this movie is not made for like the mass market. This movie is like, hey, you're a Gundam fan, look at this thing we made, go yeah. watch it.
2: I called it. They made a uh, uh, HG one one forty four Cucuruz Doen Zaku. I agree. It came out in September
1: <laughs> does it ha- does it have the battle damaged uh shield absolutely nice
2: absolutely and it's it's like all asymmetrical and stuff it looks just like the one from the movie
1: I, I I dig it I'd build this yeah the 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 modern zaku builds are pretty fun to do I think
2: um I like anything that doesn't look like any model that doesn't look pristine I'm into I dig it
1: there's a... <sighs> I, I wanted to do like the battle damaged Exia before. I think that they, they have like a Moon Gundam one that's similar to. I did the Exia kit. That was fun.
0: Oh yeah, the Exia repair. It's very edgy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's very. Oh, I just went through a breakup and must hide my, my scars.
2: <laughs> it was a it was a product of its era.
0: Hey, I like it. I like it. Yeah.
2: It's a pretty good.
1: Um, so we go over to a, the city of Las Palmas in, it's a city in the Canary Islands. Um, we see white base hanging out and getting orders to eliminate all obstacles before, uh, the assault on Gibraltar.
0: Hey, there's another Pegasus class ship parked next to white base.
1: Is this one of those from, uh, some, one, uh, the side story thoroughbred or whatever,
0: most likely? I have no idea which one it is, and I tried to put. You know, the Blu-ray comes with that big book of the storyboards. Yeah. yeah. I I tried to put the notes for this n- into Google Translate, and it's like handwritten text. I can't recognize that, so I have n- I have no idea. It might not even say. It's probably just says something like panning shot on Federation ships or something, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't match. Like it's a very dark, like gray looking color which doesn't match anything that has been shown before. So Mm. uh, being that this is Origin, it's probably just, well, it's just another Pegasus-class ship. But if you want to, I think you could headcanon it as, like, Grey Phantom from 0080 or something if you wanted, like before it shoots off to side six. Um, It doesn't look quite the same, but whatever. Close enough.
1: Um, yeah, so they are getting orders to eliminate uh, obstacles before their the assault on Gibraltar. Um, and we learned that Admiral Gop is going to pass by the city in the La Grandpa. Um, I hadn't heard of the Little Grandpa before. Was that was that something that was uh, canon before?
0: I have no idea. It's a big floating boat thing. I don't. I don't really care. Just
1: love the fucking name.
0: Oh yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> name. <laughs>
1: Um, so Bright is told to take care of, of the situation on Al, Al Alagranza. Um, we, yeah, yeah, there, there are remnant operatives on the Island, um, that have been, uh, uh, wrecking the GMs that we've seen, uh, in the first scene there. Um, eh. and this guy, I don't think this guy ever gets named. Does he?
0: the officer um, no yeah, no the
1: officer that mm-hmm. just like yells at bright throughout this entire movie
0: um, um
2: the wiki literally refers to him as a commander
1: yeah which is rare
2: <laughs> it's rare to be unnamed in gundam
1: yeah so um yeah he mentions he's like bright you've had a great career you should do what i'm telling you to do you even had a two rank promotion but as we know two rank promotions in and gundam is it's not. i had a I had a note that it took three minutes and fifty two seconds for a two rank promotion to get thrown
2: out <laughs> from the start of the movie only three minutes and fifty two seconds
1: yeah the, they they uh they didn't take their time to do this one. they just went out um so he com- he comments that the 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 Gundam is just any other suit now uh now that the GM is in mass production, he's like you're you're nothing special. These GMs, we, we we've got them in mass production. They're 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 the future. And Wright's like, okay, if that's the case, why don't you give the mission to somebody else? <laughs> Which uh, was not what the guy wanted to hear. Uh, he was like, no, go fucking clear that island out, soldier.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I thought was interesting here is uh, when they show that map, that is really really accurate to real life of the Canary Islands. And Alagranza isn't actual island. And it actually looks like that. And there is actually an, a lighthouse from the 18 something hundreds. It's kind of wild. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I looked up. It's a Punta, Punta Delgada lighthouse. Interesting. It's pretty wild.
2: Um, We should make a pilgrimage there guys. Let's do it. um,
0: I think there's literally nothing else. Kind of just like the movie. I don't, I don't want to no, do that. No, we
2: go to the lighthouse and we no, go there's, there's a, a, there's a dick missile. We and Zaku together at the lighthouse. That's what we did. trip.
0: We find the hidden base under the volcano, right?
2: With exactly. the dick missile.
0: Yep. We're well, getting ahead free, of ourselves.
2: Uh, you have to free dive under the volcano to get to it, though. So that's a very important.
0: Oh, I won't make it. Yeah. Never mind. I'll die. <laughs> um, uh, before we go past this scene... I also uh, pointed this out to you guys already, but for the people listening at home or in the car, wherever note that behind bright, there's a framed, there's several like framed things, but one of them is whatever he would have picked up at Jobaro like making him officially captain, but it's, uh, Yeah, it names him Captain of the Earth Federation Forces Aviation Cruiser Pegasus. It's dated November 10th, 0079, signed by General Revel in block cursive letters.
2: It was like trailing off of the pages. Yeah, kanji cursive.
0: It's not even... Yeah, I really like, too, that it's not even like he's he's presumably going through so many of these things it's it doesn't fit on the line it's like a skew like, that's it's good that's good detail
2: yep Well, so I, I i read it as like they needed you to be able to read it <laughs> 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 like they felt like you should be able to pause and read that and know it's Rebel
0: honestly Why the block make cursive it better, right? makes it hard to read <laughs> it
1: does it, it's it is difficult to read Fair. um all right, so Bright briefs the crew on the job, and everybody's like, uh, This sucks. Let's not do it. Um, and we learned that Slugger is out drinking in the city, to which Bright is not happy about. Um, but uh, Bright orders Kai and Amuro uh, take out the gun cannon in the Gundam, uh, and Job to take the gun parry with Hayato acting as the gunner for the crew.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, Job, 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 whatever you want to call him. He you made the comment about this being an origin universe thing wasn't Job only in origin he wasn't actually he didn't actually show up in the real series did he
0: He Job John is in the original series but he has a much smaller role. Yep. Uh origin greatly expands his role as like a secondary character.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. He's
0: still not a main character on the level of Hayato or Kai but sure. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, oh, he, he, he does a lot more.
2: I, I did note. I found it really interesting because I don't recall at any point them mentioning anybody's ranks, like any of the like regular characters' ranks, other than like maybe Bright. At any they, point, they have I mean, the they, um, they, insignia, insignia
1: on their uniform.
2: They have the insignia, but unless you go look it up, you don't have any. Like you wouldn't know what they are. Yeah. You'd have to go look that up, right? Uh, for the most part,
0: I the think. the this intro briefing scene and like the first time you see a lot of these characters. I didn't write it down. I, I thought about it. Of course, I thought about it and didn't, didn't do it and it comes up. Um, but they actually do make a point for a lot of characters to mention their ranks. Um, mm-hmm. I think because they are slightly different in origin. And so it's just another. It's another. Yeah, I, started,
2: I, I started writing them down. I wrote it down because I'm like, oh, we finally get uh, Amro's rank like stated. He's a warrant officer. Um, and then they started. They, he started naming like 10 people's like rapid fire. So I just stopped writing them down. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, Sayla tells Amro that she has a bad feeling about the mission and, uh, he needs to be careful. And he's like, cool, I'll be careful. Um, this is still when Amro's in kind of his, uh, angsty kid mode in, in the portion of the series. Um, I mean, he's angsty kid throughout most of the series, but
0: like, he's still a kid here. You're past the worst of it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're past all the stuff with his like running into his mom again and, yeah, and yeah. all that. Um, well sort of. Yeah, and
1: and Kai Kai makes a comment that Bright's gotten uh full of himself after he's gotten his double promotion. He doesn't say double promotion. He says promotion, but
0: and he says no, he says the lieutenant commander.
1: Yeah. Um, and then uh Bright Bright we flash over to Bright seeming kind of down and upset about the whole situation and Mirai shows up and gives him some coffee and he's like, I wasn't too harsh, was I? And she's like, Uh, nah, you're kinda too harsh. <laughs> like, you're kind of a dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mirai said, Amara's a soft boy. You need to you need to be a little nicer. Yeah.
1: Um, be nice be nice to the the kids that you've like forced to be child soldiers. You should they, they might have some issues that
0: you don't want to press them too hard.
2: Definitely not going to affect him later on in any
0: way. <laughs> he will definitely learn this lesson here. <laughs> um, so the crew head heads up, um,
1: to the Island and they, they know there's some bad weather in the area. Um, and as they're kind of flying around the Island, Amaro notices a giant crater. Um, and then they also see the damaged gun parry that, uh, that dawn blew it up in the first scene. Um, they, they land and disembark on the Island and we get our first shot of the Gundam here. Um, the one thing I noticed about this that, I mean, I guess this does harken back to somewhat to origin is how slow the Gundam moves. Like, all of the Zakus that we see, for the most part, are super fast. And, and we'll talk about them l- later. And, and there's reasons they're faster. But like, it just seems like this is very much like um slow giant robot type thing.
0: It's because it's on Earth is, I think, what the, it's trying to convey. It's really a space mobile suit, and it's on Earth. Um, the other thing that they're doing here is I think when you watch the movie with this in mind, you you see some of these things. I noted that this movie is almost the, we are not remaking the whole series, but we've got this little thing of, a you know, you can fill in the blanks with your imagination. And the shot here is very, very similar to the Gundam getting up at side yeah. seven, which is one yeah. of the reasons I think they chose for it to be so slow is, okay, now you've got that bit in your imagination. You can imagine that being the first time it gets up at side seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, 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 got, I caught that illusion too. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this definitely harkens to that. Um, so the Zaku observes from afar. We see like the, the view from the eyeball. Um, Kai, Kai goes to check out the lighthouse. Um, and as he's walking up to it, he, he almost steps onto a plowed field.
2: Yeah, um, the, uh, <clears throat> the thing with Kai in the lighthouse, there's like he says a couple times leading up to this that he's like, oh, there's got to be something at that lighthouse. Like he keeps like mentioning that over and over yeah, again. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he's like excited about it. I mean, they, they know there's something going on on the island, but um, yeah, as he's getting ready to report his status, kids start throwing rocks at him and tell him to leave. And he's like, what the fuck? There are people here. Um at the same time, Amro finds Zaku footprints that seem to end at the edge of a cliff. Um, and right as he's like investigating it, he gets struggle cuddle from behind by the Zaku, um, which ends up throwing his gun into the ocean. Um, Scotty likes a struggle cuddle.
0: <laughs> That's perfect phrasing for what happens. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just like comes up and hugs him from behind, and yeah, he, he just knocks his gun it into it the thing. ocean. Which you kind of
2: realize this later, but at first, since we haven't seen him really like, it makes you wonder like, well, why did he do it that way? And you kind of figure out later on um, what's going on with the with the Zaku and why he like had to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so Zaku ends up cutting Amro's shield in half. Um, and it's very clear. I mean, we, again, we saw it from the first scene, but this, this Zaku pilot is good and he's way faster than the Gundam. Uh, with his heat axe, um, and then Amuro like pulls out a sword, ends up damaging the edge of the cliff that he's on, and then basically falling off the cliff.
0: Yeah. Well, this is he, he's fighting someone else on their home turf, and so the reason that Don waits to attack here, so once Amuro starts actually using the Gundam more to its capabilities, and he does this big fancy fast dodge when that the whole weight of that mobile suit lands there at the edge of the cliff, the cliff can't handle it. Yeah. Yep.
1: And falls into the ocean, never to be seen again. The end. That was it's a good, good movie. What do you guys think? <laughs> that was the end of the one year. war.
0: <laughs> Bold choice to do a 15 minute movie. No. no. <laughs>
1: um So Kai runs back to the gun parry. Um, and they all note that they've lost comms with uh Amaro. Um,
2: oh, wait, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, but um, he was talking to like he was talking to Amaro uh when he was seeing the fields being plowed before the kids started pelting him. Um, he started talking to Amaro, and Amaro cut his uh communications off to like cut no, the guy off while he was it searching. Yeah,
0: yeah, because he's he was like wanting to focus up.
2: Yeah, yeah, and so. it's 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 important because you're about to say like, that at this point they can't contact him, and it's because he cut his thing off and then didn't turn it back on,
1: and he fell into the ocean and died. <laughs> um, so Slugger uh, staggers into the white base, and uh, right as they've lost comms with Amro, and uh, Mirai tells him about it, um, everyone seems worried about Amro, but the storm is starting to get pretty bad on the island and uh bright orders them to to retreat for now which you know considering everything probably a good probably a good choice so that they didn't die to, like the last crew that was there um and bright begs slugger to go find Amro um as at the, as that scene kind of ends um at, well so
2: did, i don't know if, did you mention this they the store there's a storm coming in and Everyone goes back, and while everyone is going back, if they get called back to uh, White Base, Slayer gets told to go to go get them.
1: Yeah, they 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 kind of pulled back from the storm because they couldn't send reinforce. I mean, they didn't say exactly why, but the storm was getting bad enough that White Base really couldn't do anything. So it was like, get out of there, or you'll probably end up dying, just like everybody else. Especially since Tomro has
2: been. One thing that I really like. I kind of enjoyed is like this whole part where they're like on the island and it's like storming or about to storm. Um, like the way the music is playing and the way the lighting is and like the storminess, it's like creepy, almost like early on in a horror movie when they're like exploring the haunted place. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah. creepy. it's like super creepy. And I thought I really enjoyed that. And I thought it was an interesting way to frame everything.
1: Yeah. So speaking of creepy, Amro has a, a nightmare. Um, about the first time he kills Zaku and then it flashes forward to his mo- the scene with his mom um from a few episodes in where she finds out about like what he's been doing and basically disowns him says that he's a murderer uh and then we see another scene or two with his dad which i think some of the stuff that they showed is like from i guess timeline wise in the future but i i don't know um Maybe just uh, in the future. I thought it was just um it just it seemed like it kind of summarized. It was the attack like, on side Dad's heaven, art because think you seen Crazy Dad at this point?
0: Well, he's this. You have to remember it's Origin. There's more of Tem Ray towards yeah. the start of Origin than yeah, yeah, there is in the yeah. series. And there, once he figures out Amuro at one point successfully pilots the Gundam, he immediately goes into oh oh he can do that like yeah mm-hmm. I want him to do that more. Like, so that's, I think that's where the confusion there could, could come in yeah. if you haven't read the origin.
1: Yeah. So, um, this, this part feels like it's like nice characterization for like what Amro has gone through in the series and, um, kind of like where he's at in his life. But it also feels like that's as if, as a standalone movie for this, it also feels kind
0: of like wasted. <laughs> No, now listen, because the next thing is him having a flashback to fighting Char. So that's very important, because how else were they going to make an entirely new high-grade model kit of Char's Zaku based on that CGI model from this movie? Which they definitely, I am not kidding, did. (laughs) That, that like, two-second flash. You can buy a high-grade of that specific Char's Zaku, too.
1: Yeah, it's
2: the high-grade Kurukuru's Doan's Char's Zaku, okay?
0: Yeah, I remember that kit got announced slightly before the movie came out, and I was like, wow, they're going to do some crazy stuff to get Char shit, involved Char, in this.
2: Char's in Doan's Island?
0: Yeah, and then you watch the movie, and it's like, he's not really... Yeah. He gets mentioned like
1: one other time in the whole movie.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. But hey, go buy this Gunpla.
1: You know what's really funny? Probably is a that, nice kid.
2: Is that Gundam News had done an article saying that Char was going to be in the movie, and they did like a whole article. That article is longer than his appearance in the
0: movie. <laughs> Boy, uh, the the Gundam News on English speaking anime news websites lately is is. They gotta they gotta learn to find better pump, sources. Pump the brakes. Like, pump the there's, brakes oh man. Yeah, there's been some really there's been just some straight up wrong things. You know, like which for Mercury's last episode will be delayed by a day, and then it wasn't.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a whole bunch of bad news bad information for which Mercury. They're like, oh, it's a productions in danger. They've they've gotta cancel the show because the people are on strike and they hate Gundam and they're not going to make it. So yeah, it
0: was oof, really oof. no, was like no. Oh man.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, his dream finishes with the, the white base falling into earth and people screaming for him and all that fun stuff. Um, and he wakes up with the bandage on his head in a, in a broken down shack. Uh, with a whole bunch of random uh kids creeping in on him, um, and then you know, he's like walking around, and we get a demonic note goat named Blanca, which runs up on Amro for milking
0: time. See, we just mentioned what which from Mercury he wakes up from his dream, there's a goat, he's like, I'm an earth house now,
2: (laughs) um.
1: Oh yeah, he's freaked out by the goat, by the way. I, I mean, I would be freaked out by a demonic goat. goat running towards me with its udders like leaking
0: milk. That's not Black Philip. That's not a demonic goat. That's <laughs> Blanca, and she's a nice goat. <laughs> that. She's just
2: she's just under milked, okay? Its eyes look like nipples. That's how all goats' eyes look that's what Goat's eyes
0: look like. <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't know if they, they don't
0: look like nipples.
2: They're, they're like they're just vertical. Like, like what, yeah, what nipples are you looking at, Lane? Like?
0: Yeah, that's that's my concern now. <laughs> Is that what your nipples look like? Are they like vertical squares? Stop it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. No, so, i um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, the kids are all freaked out of, of Amro, who went up to Doan and who, who's breaking rocks. At this point, it looks like a very, very
0: effective like exercise. He. This is a Chevy truck commercial. Okay,
1: <laughs> like a rock.
0: Yeah, and you can you can just see him hopping into his Chevy Zaku afterwards. Um, and the, the I made a note of the time here because I remember watching and I was thinking if this maybe when this inevitably gets cut up into a mini series for TV, I was like, let's see our first shot of Doan. And I pressed pause and we're roughly at the 21 minute Mark, which is roughly an episode of TV. And I was like, I bet that's where it cuts. It's like, Oh, there's going to
2: walk out and see Doan. And you're going to see them lock eyes. He's going to be like, you're the pilot.
0: Yeah. Very, very Kira and Atherin through the fence right there. (laughs) You know, Little robot bird's gonna fly over,
1: yeah. So, so Amaro runs up to him and demands to know what he did with the Gundam, and all the kids are like, You fucking filthy soldier, I hope you die.
0: And they all stare at him really, angrily. yeah. And there's a shot here, I, I'm pretty sure there are more, but. Uh, there, I paused it when you have a wide shot where you can see Amaro and Doan and this woman and all these kids. I counted fifteen, but I'm pretty sure there's more than fifteen. There's a lot.
1: There's a lot of kids. I mean, you get the scene with the the dinner too, where there's just so many.
0: They only, thankfully, they only name a handful of them, and you only really need to like think about a couple or a few of them through the movie. So yeah, man. there's like
2: three of them that actually do anything. Maybe four.
1: I mean, and you don't even need to know their names for it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Amuro heads off. He he storms off to go find the the Gundam, and Doan's like, okay, peace. Um, And we get a long scene of
2: while I do like the animation in the show, the scene of him walking, strutting away from Doan at this point was really weird, where he like threw his arms up and did like a catwalk, like wiggle <laughs> his butt. I thought it was a really weird way to animate him walking away. And I had a note about it. Yeah.
1: There, yeah. There's like a long scene of just Amro wandering the island, strutting his stuff, um, and ending up at the crater that we, we saw as they were flying into the, um, Island with, with no Gundam in hand.
0: Um, uh, I wrote that it now shows Amaro exploring poorly as an Amaro is not good at this.
2: No, he it's, it's a good, it's a good note. Um, he walks to the crater and he had woken up that morning, seen everyone out there working. And it, even if he slept in late, it took him till sunset to get to the crater. So it took him all day yeah. to get to that crater. And I don't know what he was doing in the meantime.
1: Um, but it took it was a long hike. Well, and he had a head injury, right? So he's like probably not in great shape. Well, and a head injury, and
2: he was wearing his like he had his like tied off normal
1: space suit. suit Yeah,
2: his normal suit like tied around his waist. So he's like walking in this, like what I assume is like leather or whatever. Um so it can't have been comfortable. Bondage
1: latex or something. Most likely. Um so the lighthouse host a bunch of kids and they're all eating a pretty big feast. This was the scene I mentioned earlier where it's like, you just kind of see all these kids eating. Like it's a pretty, pretty good set of food for like a bunch of kids on an Island. Like if they eat like that every day. Like how are they getting all that food?
2: Well, they, uh, they fish, they say this a couple of times, they fish and they're also like, tending the fields right so that was what doan was doing earlier when he was busting up the rocks as he was getting the rocks out so that they could they could tend to the fields um so presumably they keep talking about how doan knows how to do everything and he has all these skills and stuff i assume
1: they're just growing and catching all their food but this island appears to have such shitty weather
2: (laughs) it's got volcanic soil
1: though which is good for crop growth yeah, but if every other day there's like a fucking hurricane coming on the island. It's just a squall. It's fine. <laughs> um yeah, so um Kara, which is uh Don Don's not girlfriend, uh, gets gets worried about Amro. Um and Doan just like gives her gives him a bottle of water and says like, "Hey, go you can go find him and help him out." Um as they have their gigantic feast um and then we flash to Amro kind of like stumbling back towards the lighthouse uh, obviously after a long day's hike um and she he sees her kind of with her lantern walking around and uh, meets up and hands the bottle over
0: yeah and this is the first time we get to hear this acoustic rendition of uh, fly gundam the opening theme to mobile suit gundam and it's it's neato. I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did too. I really like that. Um, so we learned that the kids are going to have a birthday party the next day for one of the kids, and um, Doan is a oh. big.
0: Hey, but we skipped our first mention of the generator. Amaro uh, sees the the lighthouse out, and he's like, "Oh, your lights are out." And Car's like, "Oh yeah, Doan's uh, too too busy to fix the generator." Yeah. Okay.
1: So, Doan is their big Zaku daddy. All the kids are kind of like climbing all over them. And, you know, they hate soldiers, but they like the guy with the Zaku. How
0: about that Sweet Zeon mug? Yeah. I didn't didn't look that up on P Bandai, but I bet they sell that mug and it's probably like $70. Underwear,
1: dude. 100%. They sell like $45 boxers that are like Gundam branded. How comfortable are they, Lane? I, I know you bought some they 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 had a a pen right um it was like a a a xeon pen it came with like i think it was just the pen actually um and I read reviews of it and it was an expensive pen and everybody was like, this is a fucking big pen for like forty dollars
0: yeah <laughs> it's, it's bad. Look, just remember with your uh, 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 Quattro Camille boxer shorts that the part with the hole goes in the front.
1: <laughs> Be sure. Go for it. I think you should get some, Lane. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um Only if we can have a sleepover <laughs> where we all wear a pair. When we go to the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. There you go. know,
0: it is near the equator. We will need to dress appropriately and that would actually be a great way probably to get skin cancer
2: Um, listen we're all gonna wear our gundam themed boxers while we build our Doen zakus at the lighthouse okay it's gonna be perfect (laughs)
1: uh while we search for the dick missile um all right so um uh, Kara shows back up. Oh yeah. The kids want electricity on so they can turn the lighthouse on and have a working fridge. That's I was, I was getting around to that with the, the generator conversation. Yeah. It'd yeah. be, it'd be nice to have an ice cream and
0: look, and it's Julian's birthday in two days. And Julian is the little kid that for some reason has a Cincinnati Reds hat. So
1: maybe there's still a baseball team. In the
0: hey, yeah. I mean, some of these cities still exist apparently. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get to that later, but um yeah, yeah, like like they're using oil lamps and stuff right now, but they're like, wow, yeah, if we had electricity, we could. They go from like, oh yeah, we could, you know, do practical things or make ice cream, which is honestly like that's accurate to how kids would think about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can, can I have cold milk and ice cream? Like that's fair. Um, yeah. So Kara and Amaro show back up, um, and she offers them food. She basically says, "You can eat whatever you want." Um, and nobody wants to sit near and there's like a scene where he sits down and the kid kind of is like, Oh, you got cooties. I'm not going to sit next to you. You, you terrorist soldier asshole. And, um, you know, the kids are complaining, and, but no one's like, no, don't worry. He can work for his food tomorrow. So they're going to put him to work. So he, he earns his food from the feast. Um, and then probably the scene that, that bothers me the most that I, f- I feel like probably flies under the radar for a lo- lot, of people, was the scene before the kids went to bed, they all had to pray or like promise Doan something and then like praise him.
0: It, it comes across a little bit culty. Uh, <laughs> I don't think eonic. they, I don't think they meant it this way. I think it just plays out this way. Be, like, I think it's supposed to be wholesome. And, but it's also trying to just quickly because they, You know, we have fan service to do. Um, And I don't mean the dirty kind. I mean, you like Gundam robots kind. Um, They want to quickly communicate to you, like, exactly the things that Don is trying to teach these kids. And so it's all these nice things, like, be nice to each other, help each other do chores, don't be picky eaters, use water carefully, take care of the young ones, don't be selfish, keep your rooms tidy, don't cry, even if you're lonely. And Amaro's, like, kind of taken aback, and you can't really. Like Amaro's face here is, I feel like, left to interpretation. Like, if you're kind of creeped out by the scene, you can imagine Amaro being a little bit creeped out. Like, wow, this is a little culty. But then if, you know, you took it wholesome, maybe you're like, oh, Amaro's like pleasantly surprised at how nice it is. It's just trying to do a thing. But yeah, it's a little bit awkwardly delivered.
1: And then they start saying Sig Zeon, Sig (laughs) And
0: that would have been funny, but that doesn't happen.
1: (laughs) Um, so the scene shifts to revel and the other generals looking at a new ship they've made in the Belfast, the big tray. Did I spell that wrong? Did autocorrect Fuck that up.
0: No, it's a, uh, it's called the mult K. It's the second big tray class battleship. The big tray is the big old, amphi- well, amphibious, uh, but mostly like land hovercraft ship, uh, in the original series, you'll remember them as they're just the big honking things they use to take Odessa basically. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they plan to, to capture Odessa and send white base there as well. Um, we get the reference of the Trojan horse, which, you know, we've yep. heard in uh, the, the show before. Um, yeah, and
0: I think this is Elrond's only
1: appearance in the movie. I think so. Yeah. Um, and Revel mentions that he wants to take control of the white base from Gop, um, which he does just. I mean, he's general Revel. He can just do that. So he does. I mean,
0: yeah. We basically then cut to the next scene of bright being told they're being transferred to the yep. Northern and, army. Yeah.
1: Yep. And bright is pissed. He's like, wait, we're being told to go to Belfast now. And, uh, and this is where, uh, uh, bright has some flashbacks because there's something we need in Gundam. What is it guys?
2: Well, first they, they, ba- he basically says that he needs to, like they're like, well, what about Amaro? And they basically get told that they have to leave. They have to leave him. Yeah. But what yeah, did, no flashback what to what's flashback to beautifully reanimated bright slap times two.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I mean that is this is really good. Like, Bright has a flashback, and it's a bright slap montage.
2: <laughs> it really is. It's just him slapping the shit out
1: of Amaro. You know. Uh, my, my bet is they animated this whole movie and they're like, "This just, there's something, it doesn't feel right. This is, this is like original Gundam. And there's just something, there's something that's missing. And so <laughs> they like, added it in. They're like, how many fucking bright slaps do you have? And they're like, "White, what? what? <laughs> Wait, you zero.
2: What? No, 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 no. Pump them numbers up.
0: Maybe, maybe this was Tomino's only edit. Cause as far as I know, <laughs> no. he was not very, if, I mean, he probably wasn't involved at all with this movie, but I, I like to imagine that his one edit upon looking at everything was make bright slap Amaru.
2: <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy the way that Amaru reacted to, because he like slaps him and then he like grabs his cheek. He's like, you hit me. And then it <laughs> to him slapping him again. He's like, not even my dad hits me.
1: <laughs> I'm better than your dad. <laughs> Um, and, then,
2: and then he slaps the shit out of him twice, and then it cuts to uh, it cuts to Amro giving him like the thousand yard death stare of like <laughs> I fucking hate you.
1: <laughs> it was so good. Was I too harsh, Marai? <laughs> um. Yeah. So the crew is shocked that they're basically being ordered to abandon Amro, uh, and Slugger looks over at Kai and basically says like Hey, have you ever wanted to face a court martial before?" <laughs>
0: And this is that that frame of him saying that to Kai, I say frame, it's multiple frames, but that very short cut of him saying that to Kai, that might be my favorite Slegger like line. Yeah, that period. Good. it's it's well delivered, the framing and like his face, the way he's like got this half smile. Perfect, just perfectly done.
2: Yeah, Lane, I just want to throw this out there. Since we were talking about P Bandai, the, Coug- the Doens Island P Bandai clothing, specifically, they have five separate Slager Law branded items. They have a patch that you can put on anything, really. A couple of how different much shirts. Is, how much? They is also the have pack? the Sleger Law, the Slager Law hat, which has his logo on it. <laughs> uh, the hat's forty one dollars.
1: Jesus Christ! How much is the patch? 26. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you get on Etsy for like. It's a small batch. too.
2: That's the best part. It's like, it's like this, it's like this
0: big. This is like one-off craftsman prices for <laughs> something that it's, like it's just. Uh, yeah. Yep.
2: But don't oh, worry. Anyway. You're only allowed to buy 20 per order. Oh,
0: so, that's good.
1: That's good. That's not enough. You probably get a small discount, like a 2% discount if you buy 20, right?
0: Look, you know, you got to stop the scalpers somehow for that giant aftermarket for slugger patches. Right. Uh, let's go to the next scene of the movie because yeah, we got to speed this up. This is going to be a All long right. episode. Um, Makuve.
1: Makuve talks to the Federation and um, basically says, you should stop your attack on, on Gibraltar. You need to stop it. Um, and if you don't, I will just take out a bunch of, of cities and he, he, lists them all off and, um, you know, he's <laughs> and the, the Federation guys are like, yeah, but what about the Antarctic treaty? You're not gonna, you're not gonna violate that. Are you? And he's like, yeah, a treaty's a treaty.
0: <laughs> he's like the Antarctic, what? I, I, I don't know. Huh? That's another. St- I, I like this. You can really tell it's a one-year war story because we have brought up the Antarctic Treaty.
1: Antarctic um, Treaty. Bright slaps. I mean, we're we're on a roll. Yeah,
0: Captain Zeon would be proud of this scene. Um, and Gop compares this to uh, "Is Paris Burning?" and Makuve says, "Well, unlike Hitler, I don't have traitorous commanders under you know my wing, under my command." And Um, If you don't know what is Paris burning refers to, that's probably a really confusing line. Uh, And I I think most people passed world history in high school or college. But just in case you didn't, that phrase is reportedly what Hitler asked after um, the French were starting to retake their country back from the Germans. And he asked that so that – because he would ordered the city to be destroyed – Uh, Instead of being recaptured, but um, you know, apparently, you know, whoever was in command under him just did a normal withdrawal instead. Um, Also, the title of a movie from 1966 about the liberation of Paris in 1944, Uh, and it's also this has nothing to do with anything. It's the subtitle of Sakura Wars Three for the Sega Dreamcast, (laughs) which is which is Mecca. So. Uh
1: One of the Sakura Wars uh, for Saturn was recently translated by fans, and you can go and download the translation and play it on your your Sega Saturn. Um, Speaking of Sega Saturn, the Casablanca street fighting with mobile suits is where we go with the next scene. Uh, We we get introduced to a badass group of Zaku pilots, the Brown Southern Cross, which uh, Scotty so elegantly introduced us to in the beginning of the episode. Um, they are not in a church, but, you know, we get to see, uh, some, some fancy fighting. Uh, and for those of you with a sharp eye, you will notice that they had the same emblem on their mobile suits that Don Zaku had on theirs. Um, but yeah, this is really fun animation. They're all fighting in high mobility Zakus. So they're just like zipping through the streets, like running up on, on GMs, like blowing their heads off with sniper rifles. I really um, like the way they animated the high mobility Zaku's. They look like they were like
2: skiing. figure skaters or something like yeah. that. It was like roll, or rollerbladers. I actually pictured rollerbladers in my head, but I figured figure skaters was a better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, 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 the longer scene of the fight was, uh, you know, a guy, one of the Zaku's throws an ax to one of the GM's faces and like slams it up against a wall and just starts beating the shit out of it. Um, and then, uh, kind of after the b- battle's all done, one of the pilots complains, this guy with purple hair is like, Hey, you stole my kill. Um, and like, they're like, like, who, who cares? And he's, you know, get over it. And he's like, well, I, I wanted, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see you Southern cross folks. Uh, we learned the guy with purple hair is not Southern cross, but just volunteered to be, I guess, work with them, I guess. Um,
0: He's like the newest member of the team. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: His name's um, Donan. The
1: sniper is Waldo. And yeah, he volunteered with them because he wanted to meet, uh, I forget his, what he, he gave the rank of Doan, but he said he wanted to meet Doan and see how strong he was. Um, and all of the other members of the Southern Cross um, get kind of pissed off and say that, you know, don't, don't bring his name up again. He betrayed Zeon uh but the guy mentions too this was this is our other mention of char that don was allegedly a better uh pilot than char.
0: That yeah, I mean, we know there's plenty of better pilots out there than char, but yeah. um Don also has a sweet fa- salamander face tattoo.
1: Yeah. I, re- oh, I wonder if they sell that on P Bandai.
0: Maybe, maybe. I feel like um, he could probably get just go to any like henna tattoo place at the beach, though, and, and get that one done. Maybe Yazan runs that yeah. one. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Could. That'd be cool. Um, um, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say so The the woman on this team, her name is Selma Livens. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because she it's is another character that. whose name is never mentioned in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yep. She barely does anything. I don't know why she's in this movie.
1: They like imply at one point right, that at they one point. might have had a relationship like when she died or something. I, I don't know,
0: but it's very read between the lines. Yeah, but I mean, she barely does anything except yeah. be there.
1: You almost think like they're setting her up to be a good character. And it's like, nah, none of these guys. Are really we don't it, we
0: mind. didn't have screen time for that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um. So back on the
1: island. Um, Amaro's trying to sleep. Everybody's trying to sleep, and one of the kids is is like crying, screaming, um, saying that he's scared of the dark. Um, and the interesting part here is uh, we see Doan working on like a kind of like a schematic type thing, um, and then he has a flashback to uh, now that we know he is is a traitor to the Southern Cross, he has a flashback to where he was fighting in a Zaku and like some civilians got killed in, in a battle and he was kind of affected.
0: Well, so the, the interesting part here is they don't really completely tell you like what the real scenario is because the, the Southern cross thinks he's like deserted and betrayed Zeon. Right. But there's some lines of dialogue early in the movie. And a lot of this, I, I think it was between like Kaya and job, John on the gun Perry where, uh, you know, Kaya's like, what are these remnant forces we're going to fight? And Job John is explaining that, oh well, it's some it's some like a unit or people left behind for some kind of special operation. And so then when you see him working on this schematic, it adds a little bit of ambiguity of wait, is he actually still doing work for Xeon? It's just this other team doesn't know about that operation. Right. Which turns out to kind of mostly be the case.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um
1: Doan says he's talking to Kara. He's like, you know, hey, you need to make sure you're you're doing your job. You take care of the kids, and I'll do whatever I can to protect the kids until the war is over.
0: Um, you know,
1: all these kids love them. The end. You
0: know, um, I like when Kara leaves the room like emotional. She's like, "Don't die, please, don't die, Doan." And she like leaves the room crying. And Don just has this look on his face, like, "Well." Yeah, I don't want to die. Like, does does your wife
1: not do that every time she leaves the room with you? I hope
0: uh, no. No, it's implied. No, I, would I would look like uh, Doan I, does here. Yeah, I would I, just be I, like, yeah, no kidding.
1: <laughs> I leave for work in the morning, and my wife just sits up and she says, "Don't die,"
0: and then she goes back
1: to sleep. But mine
2: like, does the opposite. Every time I come into the room, she's like, "You're still here." <laughs>
0: Listen, if I was leaving the house and and my wife looked at me and was like, don't die. I would be like, I think I'm going to stay home. (laughs) Put the body armor on. (laughs) That was unsettling.
1: (laughs) Uh, So we get a little fun scene with the, the the kids doing manual labor across the island. Um, And then
0: don't ask Samara if he wants to try hoeing.
1: Yeah. Well, first, First Amro shows up. He's like sleeps in and walks out and they're all like uh they they basically make fun of him. They're like, "All right, morning sleepyhead. head. You sleep okay?" And then uh yeah, Doan's like, "Hey, you want to, you want to do some work?" and gives, gives him that hoe and the the scene the, you really when I first watched this and when I watched this again this time um watching Amro in his fucking jean shorts like been over with a whole
0: lot hoeing (laughs) look he had to remember now he had to borrow those from mateo which they go over in that like dinner yeah uh so this kid is he's the oldest boy there but he's clearly like maybe a little bit younger than Amaro still um but he just looks really awkward at first and it's only when they all Amaro kind of realizes they're all chuckling at him that he finally like puts his back into it as I think Julian or lope or somebody yells at him and then uh, okay all right yeah i guess he's fine
1: but but his outfit does look very 80s like i mean it better yeah they did it, a good job yeah. of making sure it wasn't like modern um but yeah and then they go into uh something we alluded to earlier that that you know, Amro digs in. He's like, "Oh, this this dirt looks different." Doan's like, "Oh yeah, that's you're smart. You notice that, huh?" Um, they use the volcanic ash to grow crops, um, to like make make things grow better. Uh, and then the goat gets away, and we learn that uh, one of the kids spilled most of the milk. Um, Again, he wasn't holding the goat hard enough or good enough and, the, and well, the guy that was milking it was like not squeezing the teat in the right way
0: that's right yeah <laughs> now Mateo is blaming Lope he says he's not holding her legs well but I mean Lopez is tiny he's the tiniest little kid there and it's
2: the same kid that was afraid of the dark last night
0: too exactly yeah yeah. he's one of the only kids that like has a story arc and Mateo is one of the other ones he's this glasses kid and he's been the one doing the actual milking and then Doan's like you're probably not doing it right and you have a very uh, meticulously animated scene showing you how to milk a goat complete so with Blanca like O-Face oh at the end yeah and
1: you know, I had a note here. It's like, how is this space noid a goat milking master? And then like, like right as I finished typing that there's like one of the kids goes, Doin can do
0: anything. That's <laughs> how. Yeah. runs
2: Doan, like fantastic at everything. Although, to be fair, I think I don't think he's a space noid. I think it's implied that he's a, well, I mean, I guess they all are as Eons all are. I don't know. I'm Ram. I'm yeah, I don't know. they're all They're the earth. They're, they're the earth people.
0: The Listen, even even on side three you got you just have to milk things with nipples,
1: you can milk anything with nipples,
0: that's right, including a dolphin fish. Wait, no, that's not what they go into. <laughs> no, the kids run up and they've caught a dolphin fish, and yeah they they dolphin sure did
1: real. I forgot to look that up
0: yeah, yeah i they look almost like that thing I don't know that part. I'm almost certain those are a real thing. There's so many other real things in this. I don't know why they would make up a they type are, of fish and
1: they look very similar.
0: Okay, yeah, I thought so. Oh, um, you know, you know why you
1: recognize like monsters mahi mahi. Yeah, ah. the big ones look like fucking evil monsters.
0: Yeah, well, Don even says, "Oh, this is a little one. They can get this big." Yeah, um, yeah.
1: So Amara wants to go looking for a suit again, uh, and Don gives him a Zeon hat to weather and some water to to weather the elements this time around it, which is funny. Cause you know, no one
0: knows exactly
1: where it is.
2: <laughs> Go have well, fun. And he says like, he's like, you'll never find it. Good luck.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, he mentions heat stroke and you might be wondering like, wait, isn't this like November, December, but remember they're like right by the equator. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what month it is. It's hot. Yeah.
1: And he's hiking on a fucking
0: like volcanic
1: island. Um, yeah, so, uh, the other war orphans have locked themselves into the bathroom and the white base and Frau is trying to get them out. Uh, they're pissed that, uh, that the white base is going to be abandoning Amaro. um, to which Slager shows up and tricks them to get out of the bathroom when he offers them some, some ice cream.
2: Well, they say like, we're, we're not going to leave and we're not even going to eat anything until you go fit, save uh, Amuro. And then Slager comes up and says, Well, what about for ice? What about ice cream? And they're like, oh, fuck well, yeah.
0: Yeah. He's like, I just I just got some of this special Canary Island ice creams, too bad you're gonna miss out. And Kika's the only one that's like, Oh, oh, I gotta <laughs> get in on that. You know, Cots and lets are like, No, don't do it. And then but then she opens the door and and Slager's just like, Yep, okay, we're done here. That you're you're gonna be out of there. I feel like the Argama needed Slager.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think some of these scenes are only just give Slugger more time on white base interacting with the crew. Yeah, they were probably
1: like, Hey dude, your, your voice actor needs to make the money. We're going to pay him. So we're going to give him a few more scenes. Um, So uh, he, he tells them that they're going to use a gun parry and core booster so they can take uh, three suits. And then they're like, Oh, but the, the gun parry only will hold two suits. And so he tells Sayla that he would like to, ride her on the core booster
2: like um, moment of the whole thing he's like, yeah. he's, he's like Sailor, um listen can I can I ride you
0: yeah he and says i I'd, I'd really like to ride your back yeah is what he says and then say slaps him yeah but apparently agrees because then in the next scene the dudes have all regrouped uh in a hallway and they're like okay we're gonna do this tomorrow yeah let's take a nap Um, so Amro continues his search for the
1: Gundam. Uh, but he, it happens upon the cliff that he remembers fighting on. Um, and he sees the rubble down at the bottom, but that's all he really sees. Um, but another storm is coming quick. So he has to run back, uh, to the lighthouse. Um, and then we get a scene where the, the kids use the, the, the storm as an opportunity to gather water, take showers, uh, all this fun stuff, which segues into them finding out that their well pump is broken. Um, so they
2: go to pour the water in, and then when they cut everything on, like the like, even though they put all the water in, the pump isn't working.
0: Well, so yeah, they they've used the rainwater to fill up a reserve tank, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of stuff they're using for like chores and clothes stuff, yeah. washing. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, they're using well water for. You know, like their consumption. And maybe they might actually be using that for the clothes washing too, come to think of it. Um, but that's what's not working. So this elation of, oh, wow, look, our reserve tank is about filled up is oh crap, but this one isn't working now all of a sudden. Yeah, they um, show
1: that it's empty and uh, Amro shows up and offers to help Doan repair it with uh, Marco. Um, and Doan kind of they they head off and follow the this tubing to like a, cre- a dark crevice and doan's like ah yeah i'm too big to fit in there why don't you go marco and um on road like kinda,
2: no, i'll kind of see as they're going along that the the line is like repaired in a bunch of like it's like taped yeah. together and stuff like that where it's clearly like been falling apart
0: yeah yeah so the, the kids are like oh yeah doan can do anything but then it's like well yeah, man, man probably has his limits, too. Uh, and, yeah. and apparently plumbing is one of them. But uh, Marcos is clearly like hesitant about going into this little confined cave thing, even yeah. though It's dark have to, and small. Yeah. And- right, yeah. Which, yeah, okay, I get it. But uh, so, yeah, Amaro volunteers to go in instead. We get a short little scene of him spelunking. And then he fixes a pipe, and then the others come back. And, okay, oh, yay, it works again. And now they're starting to change their tune on Amaro, really, because they're like, oh, he actually helped us.
1: Yep. So, um, yeah, Marco doesn't like the fact that Omro helped out, though. So Mar- Marco is still not on, on Team Omro. Um, so I guess this is the next day. Doan heads off to on his boat to take care of his quote-unquote job. Omro um, grabs some rope and decides to go keep looking for his Gundam. So he's gonna get down to that rubble pile and do his thing
0: very boondock saints moment. What's yeah. he, what's he need rope for? Huh? Well, who knows, but he got it. You always need some fucking rope. <laughs> yep. Um,
1: yeah. So, um, get a scene after they head out where Marco is swimming underwater past some sunken mobile suits. And this is probably, you know, when we talked about like him patching his suit together you know, all these suits that have fought around the island, it's probably there's probably a lot of parts that they could probably scavenge if he needed to get this stuff.
0: Yeah. And what we see here, you know, for instance, is uh, I know we covered this quick, but basically, Doan is going off somewhere. They don't know. He just says he's going off to work. He doesn't tell Kara yep. where he's going. Yep. Then Amaro leaves, doesn't tell Kara where he's going. Then Marcos leaves, doesn't tell Kara where he's going. And Kara must just be used to this. Um, Damn, shit. Yep. Yeah, but nobody knows where Doan's going. So Marcos is basically trying to follow the path of this boat on foot and he does, but then it's already docked of course, because he can't go as fast and then he starts swimming. Yeah. Um, so uh.
1: yeah. So Marcus swims past some mobile suits while Armour repels down towards where he thinks the Gundam should be. Um, and then he happens upon a cave entrance and we start seeing like miscellaneous military tech. So this looks like some sort of like, cove base that we've seen in some of the other episodes of the show.
0: Um it, it reminds me a lot of in Double Zeta when they're first in Africa and they yeah, like have that remnant force they got that dock with the um it's the episode with the um marine zakus. Yep. Yep. yep.
1: Where where like they catch that that kid catches uh like takes them on the little dinky mm-hmm. boat. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so uh, Amuro overhears Marcos and Doan talking and kind of stays in the background for now. Uh, Marco basically begs to pilot the Gundam. He says he wants to be able to protect everybody. Um, And they, you know, Doan's like, no, you're fucking stupid. Um, And Amuro finally makes his presence known. Um, And we learn here that Doan has heard of Gundam before. So like he was like, I you know, I didn't think this th- this kid could be that pilot, but he was.
2: <laughs> well, he demands the gundam back He's like, give me back the gundam, it's mine. Um, and he's like, Wait, you're the pilot of it? He's like, Yeah, ever since side seven. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of like at that at that point, doan I think he has a flashback at this point, um, or something where he sees the gun number or, or
1: something something along those lines. He has, but flashback to where he had knocked Omro like down to the bottom and he was like yeah. He was going to like go into the suit and kill the guy, and then he was like, oh, this is a fucking kid. Turned out to be a kid, yeah. Um, So Marcos jumps Amro and just beats the shit out of him. It's a good scene. Amro deserves it every once in a while, although this movie didn't really deserve it that much, but like, if, you wa- if you're if you watching this it's in line... Are- yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Don screams at both of them and tells them to get the fuck out. He's got things to do. They need to go away, um, and then he he heads into like some catacombs of this uh, military complex, and we see a dick missile.
0: Yeah, and importantly, when he's going down this tunnel, there is a nuclear symbol yeah. on the on the front of it, where it says like "no entry" or "danger" or something, and uh, so you see that, and then he goes into this control room. And you see there's some emergency message and Don is, you can kind of tell from his face. He's like, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it said to like, not offline or something like that.
0: Well, the missiles thing was offline is what that was about. But there was, yeah, it was basically like is EAM received like emergency something message. And he basically ignores it. Yeah.
1: Um, so immediately after that, notes, we go back to Mikube and he says he, that, that he notices that the site's not responding. Uh, and we know what the site is at this point. Um, and, they,
0: they call it point CA as if you aren't going to figure
1: it out. Yeah. Um, and Makuve's, uh subordinate says that the person they left, uh, they, they did leave a person behind to protect the site. And uh, Mikube is like, I know you trust them, but what if it's sabotage? Like, go go figure it out. Um, to which the Southern Crop Brown Southern Cross is ordered to go investigate the island, uh, and then out of kind of nowhere, they're kind of like, "What if it's Done?
0: Well, so they're yeah, they're, so they're told. Okay, go and investigate, see if there's a saboteur, and perform a manual launch. And you see on the map that they've got displayed that. Unlike the map that Bright had earlier, that just is just a map of the Canary Islands. The Xeon one, the map of Alagranza, says at the bottom, ballistic missile base. Yeah. So clearly Zeon Command on Earth knows exactly what's there. They know that they've put someone there and it is by Doan ignoring the message that they're tipped off that something is now not right. So presumably yeah. when these have come in before, Doan has – reached out and made contact. Now, for whatever reason, he's chosen to not do so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they just suspect that Doan is on the Island and the purple hair gets excited and gets punched by the big dude. Egba, for, Egba yeah, alter for, for mentioning Doan's name, which he told him in the previous scene with, with that they were in that. If you mentioned Doan's name again, he would beat the shit out. Of him. So he does.
0: Yeah, And uh, the, the, woman here who I should have left the tab open because I forgot her name already. Selma or whoever. Uh, she just stares blankly. It's like, I wonder Selma if Don's there. That's all she does here. <laughs> so uh,
1: Amaro helps Marcos climb up the cliff as another storm approaches. Um, so they got out of the, the complex without having to swim underwater again. Um, and the white base suits are preparing to head out to save Amaro. Um, you know, Selah, uh has somebody take over her spot and starts walking away and kind of winks at Mirai as she's heading out. And um, for some reason in the gun parry is Frau and the other war orphans. Like, why would you take them with you? Because they want to make sure that Amaro's safe. Yeah. By taking children into a
2: war
0: zone. Some some other good uh, remastered or redone music from the original series here. So,
1: Bright gets the order to go to Belfast immediately from General Rebel. Rebel. Um, and he is not happy about this. He doesn't
0: get the order... Directly from General Revel. Right, Clear. Right. It's the same guy we see earlier. Yeah, yeah. And he says, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Now he can see the gun parry leaving. So he's obviously yeah. gotten in on it at this point. Um, yeah. So uh, then we go over to Selah and Slugger. They're prepping to leave. And we get to see Slugger's custom GM. And the fun fact on that, that is also a P-Bandai kit. And I, I kind of wanted that one. It sold out like it was one of those immediate... Like, if you weren't there, it was gone kits, which really surprised me. I'm sure it's on eBay somewhere. I don't want to pay. I didn't want it that bad. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's some of those that just disappear, like, as soon as the window opens.
0: I mean, that's one of those, like, did anyone really want a teal slugger GM is probably what they were thinking. And I was like, well, that'd be kind of neat. I might buy that. It's a GM. It's cheap. It's neato. And then it was like, oh, they must have had like five.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So Slugger tells everyone that he is writing Sela again. Um, Bright is trying to delay the launch. I,
0: I enjoy um, Sela with the little quip here, like stop making it weird. Yeah. Uh, so Bright knows
1: what's going on here. Um, and he is essentially trying to delay the launch because, you know, he knows they're trying to help Amaro. Uh he's like, oh, you need to, you know, the guy's like telling him you go, you need to go, you need to go. And uh Bright's like, oh, you need to check the gyroscope, you need to check this, you need to check this. And he's like, Sorry, we got we gotta do some maintenance and then we'll we'll head out totally. Yeah.
0: I think he
2: said the gyro and like the stability core or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, while he's like putting up this farce because I don't think this uh, was it. Ritzma on the bridge. I don't really think he knew what was going on. He's like, check what, huh? 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 Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then you can see the core booster with Slyker, uh in uh, GM on the top and it's launching while this is going on. So yeah, he's just putting on a show. Um, he so over
1: at Mirai and like, Am, am I being a better human being now? <laughs>
0: yep. yep. And uh, so eventually the, uh, they, I don't know if the transmission ends or they hang up or what, but um, it, but right after that, they detect a fat uncle heading from Morocco towards Alagranza. Um, and fat uncle is the name of the type of transport.
1: The La Grandpa and the Fat Uncle. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you got to have, you got to have good names. Yeah, and, and yeah, so they and they show the radar too. You see, like three distinct things heading towards the island, um, that are not the white base guys. Um, and we see Amaro and Marco running to avoid this the storm while everyone hides inside. It's a pretty like gnarly thunderstorm. Um, you know, they're trying to like set up lighting and everything. Uh, and Amro looks up, sees that there's a you know some chandeliers in the room that, that could probably turn the lighting on for. and he's like, "Hey, you know tell me where the generator is and I'll see if I can uh, get it repaired." Then um, like he does some digging, finds the battery. He's like, "Oh, this is easy.
2: Well, he asks where the battery is and they're like, oh, it's probably in the thing, but no one's allowed in there. And he goes and opens it up. Battery's sitting right there. It's perfectly good. And then he plugs it up, and it just works. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh my god, you fixed it!" And he's <laughs> like, "Well, I mean, not really."
0: <laughs> yeah, so we could tell that Don didn't want the power on for some reason, and and then they they also, I think the, the kicker here is he's like, "I
1: think the lighthouse should work too," and so they all run up to the lighthouse and turn it on.
0: Um, yeah. which is which- then what Don sees as he's driving his yeah. boat up.
1: Sees that is not happy. Everybody else is though. And we know this is signal flares for the baddies. Um, so the gun parry approaches right after Don kind of like he doesn't yell at Amro, but he's kind of like, you fucking asshole type. He comment. says you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um and yeah, so they see the gun parry and, and there's like a comment where like Cara's like, oh, yeah, that's Amaro's friends coming to,
0: you know, take him back. And Don's like, I'll kill them all. Uh- <laughs> yep. Yeah. But then he sees the fat uncle coming in and he's like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Yep. And
1: Cara K- doesn't want, um Don to fight, but he's like, Marcos, come with me.
0: He talks to Caro Lope, and Mateo, and he plants a death flag with every one of them yeah I was like dude you can't say those lines
1: yeah yeah uh, that's bad Omer, man and then uh, as they start heading off Amro is like I'll go with you and um, uh, Dawn's like will you go and fight for the kids if that means killing your friends too and Amro's was like eh, yeah I'll just go with you let's let's start with that
0: Amro commits to nothing
1: yeah <laughs> I <think> no promises <laughs> It's like, I'll follow you to get my Gundam.
0: He just kind of stares mouth agape, to be fair. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's uh, it.
0: But then it, I guess that's apparently good enough.
1: Yeah. So the GMs land on the island and the Southern Cross suits right behind them. Um and Marcos and Amaro all race to, to the suits in the boat.
0: Um, yeah. Now you have Egba decides that the ones in the transport are going to go attack the gun cannons that they see. And then he sends Waldo, and who's the sniper, and Songho, we finally get his name. Um, he says, you go for the special mission, and their suits are on those uh, luggins, the vertical propellered things.
1: Yeah. And so the, the ones that are on the, the, the reverse core boosters um, are get chased after by Slegger Um, he's fighting after shooting after him. He does a pretty good job. Uh, they eventually decide to just like dump into the water and avoid the fight altogether. Um, while Slegger takes out their flying core booster equivalents,
0: um, Lugans,
1: Lugans. Um, meanwhile, uh, Marcos and Amaro are swimming under the water as they did before, or as Marcos did before. But Amaro is not used to holding his breath for very long and he passes out underwater. Um, and we flash back to the white base suits under heavy fire um, while Marcos is trying to give mouth-to-mouth to Amaro to, to get him to wake up. Um, Kai is... Failing to fight these Southern Cross guys pretty pretty badly, um, he's you know unloading on them, but they're way faster than him and better pilots, more experienced. Um, and he ends up getting shot from behind uh, right as Slugger shows up. So uh, Sailor says that Slugger needs to prepare for a rough landing because the core booster is taking a hit on one of its engines uh, and is going to have to crash land. Uh, and Slager's version of take preparing for a ca- crash landing is slamming his head into a rock and having his GM's head pop off.
0: Well, to be fair, it looked like he was trying to brace, and then the inertia carries his suit, and it looks like it's doing some kind of like heroic like <laughs> Iron Man flying in to save the day, but then it runs into a rock. Yeah, yeah. and it loses its head. <laughs> That's um, pretty funny. Yeah, I, I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, and I, I actually really, the first time I watched this movie back in last summer, I really appreciated this because when they're fighting the Logans, like you can see the core booster take hits. And I remember thinking, are they just going to ignore that? Like it, it, it just got shot a little bit. Yeah. Like do those bullets do nothing to an airplane? Like that doesn't seem right. Yeah. And then for the, the next scene, Sailor to be like, yeah, um, we're, we're going down. We took some hits. I was like, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. That is how that was supposed to go. Yeah. So Kai's suit gets hit,
1: and he is forced to eject, uh, and Hayato as well. So both of, both of the white base suits. Careful, uh, Hayato did, ejects.
2: Yeah.
1: Kai uh, doesn't. Yeah yeah, 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 Hayato ejects. Kai gets damaged. Kai doesn't uh, so get both damaged. Taken out of his legs
2: cut the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his leg He got chopped off at the knees.
1: So. Doan shows up to fight in the nick of time so that they don't get summarily executed.
0: Yeah, we continuity says Kai can't die here, so before Egba can finish him, Doan shows up, and he, I mean, full on Edge Lord Zaku entrance. We got the moon in the background, yeah. clouds. I like it.
1: Yeah. Um, Amor and Marcos watches the two Zaku's enter the military complex and run into the tu- the tunnel. Um, uh, and, and we get a, we get a scene here where like, we're really bouncing back and forth a lot. So I'll try to like condense some of it together, but not all of it. Um, so the Southern cross guys are pumped to fight Don, especially the crazy guy with the face tattoo. Um, so Danon charges in and essentially gets cut in half by <laughs> Don um, and it's funny because I actually think the 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 fights between uh, Doan and the other Zaku's are way better than like the the Gundam fight later in the show. So uh, to me, this is kind of like the highlight of the mobile suit stuff in this in this movie. Um. So the Zeon guy care. under? Huh. I said, yeah, that's fair. Xeon guy uh, underground gets to the dick missile and re-enables it, uh, and re-enables the missile and sets it to launch against the cities uh, that Makuve had threatened earlier. So we kind of yeah. see like a, like them point like a radar point type thing. Yes,
0: yeah, so you can see that they are targeting Chicago, New York, Washington, Paris, London, and Moscow. Yeah. Um, the guy in this, uh But now, so, of course, now listen though, we couldn't possibly. Have it go where he enables it and it launches. We have a progress bar, yeah. It has to like boot yeah. up. We have to have a countdown, yeah.
1: So, the other guy that was still in the mobile suit noticed uh, Amro running around and slowly heads towards where the Gundam was stashed. It was like hidden behind this long like sheet, but you could see like the Gundam's feet at, at the very bottom, yeah, were, like feet behind the curtain,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but before he can do anything, Amro like wakes up the Gundam and stabs the dude right in the face, which so the is the scene, chest. But
2: the scene is, was really well animated in my opinion, because he goes and he reaches up and he's, he sees the feet and he's like, what, like you kind of see that. What is this? And he grabs the sheet and rips it out. And as soon as he rips the sheet out, the, the eyes light up on the Gundam. Yeah. Um, and then he does the slow-mo. Like you see him like coming at him with the, um, uh, with the saber,
0: Oh yeah. That's yeah, great. And when the lights turn on, they flash red before they settle in to the yellow and you have the Zaku trying to like back up, but a high mobility Zaku doesn't do shit for you. in these cl- like they are in very close quarters. Yeah. Uh, it's like being, you know, you know, like it's like Amaro is in a locker and this is someone in a hall, that stops right behind him, like in a closet yeah, he's or like something. Lunging. He's yeah, he's like lunging
2: full force at this Zaku.
0: Yeah. Um, and so you get some slow-mo, some cool rock guitar, some uh, UV and inverted lighting effects, and he, he stabs that Zaku right into the cockpit. And then you have this Waldo guy run in, like, wait, what's going on in here? And then he sees the Gundam activate, and he's like, oh shit, starts running back the other direction. Yeah, he, like, Where's Waldo? Exactly, exactly. And even though the Gundam looks like it's moving kind of slowly, this is a you know 17 meter mobile suit uh, against a person, and Amuro Amaro just steps on him. Now Amaro looks away. He like shields his eyes, like he won't look because he knows he just like completely just murdered a dude. Just he stepped just on pushed a guy. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate
1: we couldn't get like a side-by-side with witch from mercury
0: (laughs) this hits a little different like after that because you have there there are two ways to go about this um yeah pick pick (laughs) your um developmentally stunted teenager (laughs) it's kind of
2: interesting how differently they were animated too
0: yeah, because here he's like he doesn't want to watch, he doesn't want to do it, but he knows he has to. He knows the situation. Uh, whereas Soleta's like, nope.
1: I Popped the balloon. <laughs>
2: yeah, she popped it, and and like it was a that was probably the, one of the bloodiest scenes on, in a
1: Gundam that I've ever seen. That's not the yeah. show we're
2: talking about, though.
1: But yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah. So, uh, flashback to above ground, uh, Doan. Basically, finishes off the woman pilot, whatever her name is. Um, and yeah, they they have like a, a moment where she's like, Oh, Doan. And like, Well, she's like, Doan, why? Yeah. Um, the kids are all trying to hide in the basement of the lighthouse. Uh, but before they can get all settled, the demon goat gets away and the, the fucking goat runs. <laughs>
0: Listen, you can't control the force of nature. All right. (laughs) You can't with nipple eyes.
2: Well, they kept sending the five-year-old to get the goat. Like, yeah, there are bigger kids there. And they kept talking about how he wasn't strong enough to handle the goat.
0: Hey, but look, they got some sweet like Zaku crayon scribble drawings. Okay.
2: (laughs) I got to say the scene from here out from here to the end of the goat sequence. Chef's kiss. hilarious (laughs)
1: hilarious <laughs> yeah so the the kids chase after it and it runs towards the white bases which is you know you're you're in the middle of a battle where do you run towards the smoking robots and the guys that were piloting them yeah. um,
0: so you get this this great scene of it's slugger's headless gm is like picking up kai's fucked up gun cannon because basically the cockpit's facing dirt and the thing can't move. Um, So he picks it up and they get the cockpit open and Kai like falls out. He's like, Oh geez. All right. I'm out. That that sucked. He's kind of dizzy. And he looks up and what does he see on the horizon? But a goat come up over a hill and jump into the air majestically. And then continue to run towards him and it's a wonderful (laughs) shot
2: it's like jumps up in the air and then like freeze frames and like the animation style changes to like a a chalk drawing of this goat like flashing through the air it's fucking (laughs) hilarious
1: and the first thing it does is uh rams hiato in the nuts and then we get like i don't know
0: five or six
2: Animated. Stop it,
1: stop it. And he jumps
2: in front of it and fucking bucks him.
0: Yeah. So Hayato gets thrown. Uh it kicks Job John's ass. Then it then Blanca kicks Kai's ass. And then just for good measure, takes another shot at Hayato.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and each of the ones are like hand-drawn cells. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Um, but then finally Blanca sees Kika and is like, oh, okay, uh like, calming presence, a, a kindred spirit in the okay, cool. p- pure chaos that is Kika. Um, and then speaking of kindred spirits, all
1: the orphans meet each other.
0: That's right, yep. And then as they're talking, like, you know, Kotz gets a line in here. I think it's, like, his, one of his two lines in the movie or something. Um, and he's like, oh, Sarah. No, no, it's that's not the way later. Um, uh, they say they're looking for Amaro, and so then, you know, they... Like Kara recognizes the name, and then Frau's like, Oh, you know Amaro? You don't know him too well, right? <laughs> um, but no, they, they seem pleased. And like, um,
2: they looks. Yeah. <laughs> Kara was like 101 Dalmatian. She's like, Oh, look, wait, we have a few extra kids now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. One thing I, I think we had forgotten to mention is when uh, Amaro was after he smushed a dude, uh, he goes to the Leftover uh, Zaku that all he did, or excuse me, the Zaku that belonged to the dude that he smushed because there's no pilot. Uh, he basically picks it up and throws it into whatever that larger boat thing was, messing both of them up and and getting rid of them. It's like it's very wasteful, but it's also, I mean, you know, Zeon stuff. So okay,
2: he disabled it. He disabled the enemy vehicles.
0: That's right. Yep. Um.
1: Yeah. So. Don is, is is with his last guy that he's fighting now and is having more issues fighting him than the other guys. Um so all the kids decide to run close to the battle.
0: Yeah, I don't this is the one thing where I'm like why why do we have Blanca leading a parade of people to go watch this mobile suit battle? It's very like Dragon Ball Z, like let's go watch yeah. Goku fight the enemy. And then finally, when they get up there and see the fight, Kara, like her face, like kind of acknowledges that there is danger, and she's like, "This might not be good. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have children watch I, their I, Daddy's Eon we we daddy Zeon die." We went from hide in the basement to run up to Mobile Suit fight very quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that is true. But they did establish earlier. They did establish earlier that they watch him fight because they were like, "Oh, look, he won again. He won again." And it was like so commonplace that he just fucking manhandled anybody who showed up there that like, they didn't expect anything different. Um, That's a good point. You see that look of recognition on uh, Kara's face when she realizes that, Oh no, Don's not doing so good. Yeah. And all the kids don't realize it, but the older, like she's older and written, like it dawns on her that this is happening. I think.
1: Yeah. So, um, You know they they fight a little bit and Don ends up losing his his arm that with the axe, Um, and he gets kind of pushed back onto onto his back and so uh, just like we have in the first scene where the the kids are throwing rocks at uh uh, at Kai's suit, Um, Don starts throwing rocks at the other. It's it's worth noting too that they're in the crater,
2: so he like can't just run away very easily. So he's in the crater gets his arm cut off and then he's like laying there and he's like kind of backing up the crater and just starts like throwing rocks at him. Cause it's all he's got at that point. Cause the, I talked about this earlier a little bit. The only weapon he's had the whole time is that heat Hawk. And now his only weapon is gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that doesn't work too well. So Amuro decides to show up in uh in dramatic fashion where he's on the edge of the crater gets similar to what, you know, uh, Don got with his Zaku. With like a shiny thing or like sh- shining entrance, yeah, you, see the, the you see the light reflecting. Yeah, you see the
2: silhouette, and then he gets lit up by the lighthouse. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the music going as the new rendition of that little overture you hear at the start of the next episode preview in Mobile Suit Gundam. So he shows up. You you know he just uses his head vulcans to get Ekba's attention. And then it turns around. It's like, oh, that's all right. I like this. This is good. That's that is some good cheesing. <laughs> yeah. So
1: Amuro slowly walks up to the the Zaku, and then they get into a sword fight on the edge of the cliff.
0: Couple things here. Everybody's really happy to see him, except Haru, and Haru's like just says Amuro late, late. Yeah. And it's got like the little c- cross eyes. Uh, and then as the Gundam is walking down the side of the crater, it pulling out one beam saber and then the other, it's yeah. very one thing. It, it's, I think probably that this like scene in the battle that's about to happen. And the thing with, Not only him smushing a dude, but the whole sequence of ripping the curtain back and the Gundam activating and then taking out another Zeon soldier. This really gets through the idea of the white devil, as the Zeon soldiers call it. Like, this really establishes, I think it's just because the animation and the budget and the way, you know, they can tell these stories now as compared to in 1979, like – you can see where the reputation would come from that the Zeon forces, you know, they don't know who the pilot is and they see this thing and, and hear the stories and it's like, Oh crap. Like they made the Gundam scary. Yeah.
1: Very slow and methodical and, and you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they, they fight on the edge of the cliff. Um, Amuro kind of gets the best of them. And as he's like slices them in half and, pushes him over the cliff or he like maneuvers him where he's falling off the cliff and he cuts him in half.
2: They, they kind of
1: maneuver up
2: onto the ridge. It's like, yeah. it, it was, it was, the, it was like the ridge of the crater, like of the volcano. And he kind of pushes him over. Like when they get to the part where it's like overlooking the ocean, then he like knocks him off and cuts him in half.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and Amaro's look, Amaro's done this a whole one time before. So now he's an expert because egg clearly never would have fought on any cliff at any point, so outwitted him. He he knew anyway. It, I know um, I'm, I'm
1: Amuro learns fast, Conor, man. He's a new type.
0: That's true. They do not no. do
1: much new type magic I, in this in this show, but he's just not. He's still a new type.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Like you, you know, it's fine. Never you gotta to mistake twice. That's right, man. The Gundam <laughs> has a learning computer. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Egba kind of like stumbles, like oh, make sure I don't trip, which is then when Amaru like goes into attack, and yeah, it it works completely. And he he doesn't fall into the ocean; he explodes, yep.
1: and creates a crater in the crater.
0: The brown Southern Cross has uh, they're they're gone. They they showed up for this movie and they served their purpose. Did some cool mobile suit things, and now they're dead.
1: Yep um <laughs> as victory closes in for for amaro and our friends the dick missile begins to thrust into the air we see Mukuve being very happy and gop, gop orders the missiles to uh, gop orders his fleet to shoot the missiles down but before any missiles
0: can hit the dick missile it ejaculates in space <laughs> into base. So- Oh, right. uh, one thing I wanted to note here is that when Gop and that fleet fire missiles at it, they say, oh, that launch from Alagranza, that's really close. And they show a shot. Yeah. They look really close. Well, like, I mean, they
1: were, they were. I think they were all heading to the same general area, right?
0: I, I guess my point is they would have been close enough to see the mobile suit combat in the way that Uh, shot looks. So I was like, "Eh." but whatever. Um, I'll just give that some, some creative license. Um, One thing here that I thought was interesting though, is when, when that missile keeps going and it splits. uh, Ejaculates. And the, well, the Federation missiles do nothing. And right before that, they mention that the larger ballistic missile is reaching the Carmen line and i think through just context uh, you can figure out and infer what that is but i did look that up and that's a, an imaginary boundary line that separates like the earth's surface atmosphere from outer space it's 100 kilometers up so it's just mm-hmm. imaginary and it's not it's not even like it's it's not like uh the it's some other sphere and the thermosphere it's like already into the thermosphere it's not one of those boundaries it's it's more arbitrary but I think it's sort of generally kind of sort of agreed upon as as that boundary um, not in every context but yeah that's, that's what that is so it's basically the point where like of course your missiles didn't do anything they probably couldn't even get there yeah so yeah anyway um, the Xeon missiles though end up exploding on their own
1: yeah, before they could drop their load on the cities Muku- Mukuve mentioned, um, they just blow up in space. And. Uh, and Doan smiles. Yeah, Don's like, that's what I've been working on. <laughs> um, and Mukuve takes it pretty well in stride. He's like, yeah, someone is dedicated to saving culture.
0: Yep. And Gop's like, well, I guess we were just lucky. And it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder who else might have been in contact with Doan, but they never tell you. But we know yeah. Gop is is not the most on the most straight and narrow path. So, who yeah. knows?
1: Yeah. So everyone thanks Doan and Amaro for being awesome Zaku killers. Um, Amaro tells Doan that that the scent of war is what has caused him to have so many fights on the island. Uh, and he's like, can I do it? And do- Doan's like, yes. And so. Well,
0: what he ready to see, he needed to watch the scene again, because what he says is the lingering scent of war on your body is drawing the battle to you. So let me fix that for you, because this was a 90 minute commercial for Old Spice. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. But what if that did? What If the whole thing was an old spice ad, I'd have been like, That was freaking brilliant. The that's guy why that's what I'm they... the body shows up, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's why they made a movie out of Done's Island. And you were like, Why are they making that as a movie? Because old spice funded it. But I also feel like they would have had to open
1: like one of the Japanese beers towards the end, too, and been like, like a Sapporo or something, yeah,
0: <laughs> crack it open. Like
1: everything, Don't like Don, Don
0: is like, like a giant
1: cluster ad orgy, yeah. The,
0: the <laughs> horseman walks up and hands Don a Kirin Ichiban, and Don's like, After a battle, I love a great Kirin. <laughs> and
1: then he, you know, with all the, the sperm missiles, he's like, And I put like whatever Japanese condom brand like protection on these things, yeah. Uh,
0: well, while, while Frau offers the kids Pocky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Amuro throws uh,
1: Donzaku into the water, so next time no one can protect the island uh, when Federation comes, comes to crawling.
0: <laughs> well, so the next thing we see, though, is the Gundam's picking up Donzaku, throwing it into the ocean. It's got the slow acoustic thing of Fly Gundam going again. It really fits here, actually. It was really yeah. effective. And it made Julian cry on his birthday. Good job, Amuro. Yeah. Great freaking job. But Doan says, look, that was the right thing to do. Um, All the kids then, are kind of upset about it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one more shot of it kind of sinking into the ocean. But now the other thing to keep in mind here is that the Federation wouldn't come crawling back. They know what was going on now. They know it's done with and not a threat. So
1: just got to wait yeah. until whatever Xeon remnants from from Thunderbolt show up here.
0: Yeah, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> um so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Bright orders the white base to launch and head towards Belfast. Um, and then we get like a few different shots of the white base like launching and flying over the island as everybody's working on their farm and washing dishes and all that stuff, and everybody's like, That's where Amaro is and like you see some scenes where they're all like waving to each other from from the white base and from the island and uh everybody flies off in the distance and you know now the war is over and everything is better.
0: Well, you know and and Don sees it flying over and he's like this is all good cuz I am back with my Chevy truck and uh rock. Yeah, we go to in the credits roll as the white base heads off towards Belfast. And uh, as the credits go, you get a lot of drawings from Yasuhiko uh, of the kids doing little crafts and things like that. And it concludes with a little piece of Julian's birthday party and, they, and he got his cake. So
1: I wonder if they uh, left the electricity on and how long that battery's going to stay charged.
0: Well, if they got um, the refrigerator maybe they need to discover wind power. I, it seemed like there were
2: solar panels up there. Was it just me or I don't, I don't remember. It looked like there were so like like not good ones but the solar panels.
0: Yeah, that would I could buy that. Well, and something is powering you know the whole thing Don had going on. Well, he said under, he had a generator down there.
1: So I mean, I'm okay, sure that yeah. little military installation they have that's probably got like everything like That's the little shit move, right? He could probably have put like made some ice cream and brought it up for him at one point. An asshole. I mean work on a nuke than give a kid some ice cream.
0: And they're in this rundown lighthouse building from the eighteen hundreds, and which would already be a terrible place to be in in twenty twenty
1: three. How did they get there?
0: And uh yeah, like it'd probably be nicer accommodations in the the Xeon based thing. I mean, maybe there's kind of only one like bathroom. I don't know.
1: Two islands down to the, the place that, that everybody started. Cause that's Canary islands too. the Las Palmas, Palmas and have a, a way better quality of life.
0: Only when the war's over.
1: Well, it sounds like they're going to stay on the island when the war is over.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, look, you have to start your cult somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, well that's it. That that
1: movie is done. It was good. I thought that was really good. Again, I I felt like it was like a swan song to the original cast and crew and yeah, it was it was a nod to origin stuff, but I thought it was more along the lines of like these people are getting older now. Let's like give the, like the original 1980s guys, you know, This
0: final send off. Yeah, and this is allegedly uh, Yasuhiko's last work as a director. Will, will be this movie, which is one of those things you you never know if it is until it, it is. I mean, Tamino's uh, had but, the last work for for a long time too. I think he's actually done. He hasn't done anything in a while, though, has he? Not since the Reco movies. No. Yeah. Yeah, and it, so it's one of those things that. You never know, but it probably is. I think they are probably tired of retreading some of this stuff, but it is a a fun send-off. It's a fan service by another definition. Well done. Um. Well, unless you're the voice actors for Char and Amaro, because then you still got another whole season of lesbian golf combat coming up to play your cameo characters that are definitely not Char and Amaro. Wait, what have you watched any of birdie Wing? Uh-uh, oh, okay. it's uh like underground lesbian like golf combat anime uh and there's characters like there's a character voiced by Amro's same voice actor, and his name is Amro Raya. It's definitely not Amaro Ray That's, um and it. there's like the the main character's like mysterious mentor dude is like got, like blonde hair. And a scar, and is voiced by Char's voice actor. I'll take it. Sounds good. It's actually really, really amazing. Like, they have this golf course that it's never like the same hole. They have all these, like, they're these, like, pieces of, like, a golf course, like, vertical, like, uh, uh, almost like cake slices of one if you will that they can move on these like big train track things underground to like change the, what the whole layout is in front of them it's stupid as hell it's amazing watch birdie wing it's good I
1: give it a shot I give anything at least one shot
2: I put it in chat for you, Lane. Two things caught my eye on the P Bandai store that I think you need. Um, first off, is a pair of Jabbero cargo shorts uh,
1: that uh, I just—I think you need them. They're in, only hundred and one dollars. I'm and I'm sure like I'll get the size right. Like if short I triple- baggy,
2: short baggy cargo shorts that are Jabbero branded. Hundred bucks. No,
1: look at the picture of the dude wearing them though.
2: I know, I know they're super. They're super baggy. I, mean, I love it. Uh, with, there's a matching shirt too, but that's like 296
0: Okay. Just looking at the thumbnail, I thought they were like short, short cargo shorts. <laughs> they're
2: ginormous.
0: But yeah, they, I mean, they just look like actual they're, cargo they're shorts. They're like yeah.
2: 90 swim trunks. <laughs> they're big. Uh, and then the other link I sent, Lane, is the uh, Amaro Ray uh, Kukuru's Doen's Islands sneakers from the scene in which he is hoeing. I don't think any of the, I can wear any of those sizes. It doesn't matter. You just got
0: to get them for the show. Hundred and four dollars. <laughs> Pre-order is closed. If you wanted these hype beast shoes, it is too late. They
2: look so cheaply made. <laughs> Looking at the picture, they look like pleather, and then they have the Amaro Ray tag on the on the tongue. See,
0: these <laughs> look like the Amaro Raya. Like golf cleats. Like you put some cleats on the bottom. Scream your virginity
1: with
2: with a primal roar. So the implication is that these are the shoes that he was wearing in the show or in the movie. And if you look at the picture, there's a tag on the front of the tongue in the movie, and the tag oh, yeah. on the actual one says Amaro Ray. Was he wearing shoes that said
1: his own name on
2: them? No. <laughs> in the movie? Hey.
1: Yeah, and this is the bubble butt picture, as I was mentioning too. Oh my God, these are terrible. Yeah. That's <laughs> the picture they
0: chose. And I'm pretty sure those are just Mateo's shoes, anyway. Yeah, Mar- he uh, sorry, uh, Marcos. Marcos. They borrowed
2: them from Marcos, and not even like yeah. Martha Marco had shoes that say Amarillo Ray on them.
0: Look, they're not gonna. Maybe you know, maybe when he it was just gray, and then he took a sharpie that morning, and he's like, "These are mine now." He put I his mean, name I'm on sure there. I'm
1: sure there. You know, there's like a whole sneakerhead culture out there, and I'm sure somebody is like, "I'm going to get me some fucking." You have to Omuro, think about Omuro Ray Jordans.
2: <laughs> you have to think about someone out there is the like sneakerhead type, but also the Gundam type, and has all the Gundam sneakers. There's someone out there that has all the Gundam sneakers and just buys them every time, and that's their collection.
0: Yeah, and so I want to say, I want to say seriously, if if that's you that's listening. That's fine. Like you, you should do like collect what you're into. Like for real.
2: It's all I, I agree. It just, I, I enjoy the idea. i enjoy picturing these like increasingly specific collection. <laughs> it's so specific.
1: It's just, I love the, it. The I love it. No these, like I buy what I consider to be expensive, like running shoes. And they're like $120. And like these, these generic running shoes. Well I know that's
2: expensive to me though like cuz I think I think a lot of um I don't know much about the sneaker culture but I think a lot of people in the sneaker culture don't buy them for their quality they buy them for it's a unique thing
0: yeah, yeah. They, it's I, it's pure like collecting right. that yeah. these are not worn like they're not shoes you wear I have I have never this is a fun fact about my life I have never spent more than $70 on a pair of shoes for anything ever Well I'm glad. Uh,
2: if you ever develop a hobby that requires fancy shoes, you're gonna that's gonna very quickly
0: change. Well, thankfully, that has not, has never happened. What if they were to come out with Optimus Prime Air Jordans
1: with a pump? Like you remember those pump shoes that was Optimus Prime's face?
0: Nah, don't care. Um, what if you pumped
2: <laughs> they, it up? And it caused the shoe to morph shape into an actual robot.
0: Well, so they actually do have uh, shoe transformers. Um, damn they're they're not, transform? they're not real shoes, but they are like their shoes that transform into a robot. You can't wear them, but they do make those. Uh, they also, as you guys laugh, there was oh, yeah. a pair of like hype beast sneakerhead shoes that were um, some Calvin Johnson ones. Uh, when he was still active in the NFL because he went by the nickname Megatron. Um, So they actually have – yeah, there is a pair of Calvin Johnson shoes that if you bought it, uh, you got a – it was an exclusive recolor of one of the other Megatron figures um, that matched the shoes. And he comes with a a little football that the original did not – like, so your Megatron – you can have him with his big gun arm and shooting a football from it. It's it's excellent. Um, I do have the toy. I didn't buy the shoes. Yeah, I do appreciate uh,
1: very specific collectibles. Ronnie Stanley goes by Megatroni. Who? Ron, Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle for the Baltimore Ravens.
0: No one outside of Baltimore knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we've lost it. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we will try to get back to a more regular cadence. Uh, we'll probably be doing uh counter counterattack next. And then after that, you know, whatever's next in the, 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 the line, probably unicorn or something thereabouts. Um, please feel Free to be sad as the uh uh Bell, Tor- Bell Torchica children's novels continues to get delayed. And per uh, second, thought you were going to say that 20, before now.
0: Continuing. Hey, you know what? At least the most recent delay was only like three weeks instead of seven months. So it's not bad. Sure. That tells me. That tells me we might actually be looking at shipping schedules and things. So, you know.
1: Somebody started translating it. Finally,
0: <laughs> they're almost maybe done editing.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, thanks for fo- uh, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you again soon.
0: And thanks for following, if you still are, and didn't go. Well, they haven't updated in three months. They're dead.
1: We'll see. I'll keep posting stuff on social media.